Welcome to The Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours, not only do you light up inside and that feels incredible, but you light up the world around you and allow other people to feel incredible too. What a great gift to give both to you and to your world. The Spark to Your Success podcasts are designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and infect you with some positivity. Today, I want to share an insight around what makes us tick, what motivates us, what drives us, what makes us do the things that we do and makes the things that other people do around us as well, just so that you have a little bit more understanding of what goes on within you and you can recognise it in the people around you as well. So it comes from the world of personal development. I spent many, many, many years under the tuition, if you like, of a gentleman called Anthony Robbins. Anthony Robbins, if personal development was a religion, he would be like the high priest. (laughs) You may or may not have come across him. He's a bit more mice. People tend to either love him or they don't. Um, He is larger than life. Uh, American and yes, If you ever get to go to his events or hear him on uh, podcast CDs, etc., you'll know he is very American and there is a bit of rah-rah. But that aside, whether you like that or not, what I love about the work of Tony Robbins is the fact that he's able to take quite complicated concepts, distill them down into their most powerful parts and then share them in such a way that it's really easy for people like you and me to go take them and use them to impact our own lives to learn and grow and to notice what's going on in the people around us to help them learn and grow as well so he came up with a concept called the six human needs you may be familiar with this if you're not you are about to be He said, notice that with all of the millions of the people around the world that he has had the pleasure of coaching, training, working with through one-to-one work and huge seminars, he noticed that it didn't matter what country you grew up in, what culture you grew up in, what language you speak, how intelligent you are, whether you're male or female. He noticed that we all have the same six human needs. The human needs of the human being as well as the human spirit. He said, we all have a need for certainty. Now, certainty could be um, a sense of safety, peace of mind, feeling in control of our world, both inside and out. We all need to have that sense of certainty, knowing what to expect, knowing what's coming up. Yeah. However, If everything in life was certain, yeah, imagine this. Have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? If you have, you kind of get what I mean. Imagine every single day you would get up at the same time. You would go through the same getting up and get ready routine. You'd wear pretty similar clothes every day. You would eat the same breakfast, take the same journey to work, do exactly the same work, have the same conversations with the same people, have the same thing for lunch, do the same thing in the afternoon. You take the same journey in the same vehicle home, read the same books. Anybody bored yet? Me? Bored now. (laughs) So as well as having a need for certainty, security, peace of mind, we also have a need for uncertainty. 
variety. <laughs> variety is the spice of life. <laughs> Having a need for that like excited sense of anticipation, not quite sure what to ex- expect. We all like a surprise. Well, a nice surprise anyway. We like to get our head around a new challenge. However, if all things in life were uncertain or when something in our life becomes uncertain, we start to freak out, right? Kind of liken it to my world in healthcare. Not feeling very well, you go to the doctor. The doctor says, "Mm, I don't think it's anything to worry about, but we'll just send you to the hospital for some tests just in case. So you go to the hospital, you have the test, you come back home, you've had the tests, but you haven't had the results back yet. And that little voice inside starts talking. Wonder what's wrong with me? Oh, the doctor said it was probably nothing. Mm, But he did send me for tests, so that means it could be something. Hope it's not too serious. Hope I don't have to take medication. Hope I don't have to take a lot of medication. Has all those awful side effects. I might feel worse than I felt before. Oh my gosh, I don't have an operation. What if it's a big operation? Oh my gosh, what if it's terminal? Am I going to die? I just need to get the results and then at least I could deal with it. In other words, we just need to get a sense of control back in our lives. So we need them both. We need certainty, we need variety, but we have to have them in a balance that is perfect for us at that time in our lives. As well as having a need for certainty and uncertainty, we also have a need for love and connection. Yeah, we were never meant to be all alone on this planet. In fact, it is so wired into us that babies left in orphanages with no TLC actually die. It's called failure to thrive. It's a medical condition. It actually is a thing. We are so wired for love and connection. Now, some people, well, they got hurt in love, right? They said, absolutely not, not doing that again, putting up my wall. I am never going to be hurt like that again. But they still have to connect with people. Yeah, we still have to have friends and meet acquaintances and interact with people in the the world. However, Have you ever been like so connected to somebody or group of people, like literally living in each other's pockets seven days a week, 24-7, day in, day out? It's like you get to the point where you're just like, oh my gosh, I love you and I just need some space. (laughs) I just need to go and be me for a bit. Because as well as having a need for love and connection, I also built in have a need for significance and freedom to be me. Because I'm different, special, unique. I'm an individual. I'm not like everybody else. However, if I'm too special, too different, too unique, not like anybody else at all, well, how am I going to connect with people? Yeah, the basis of rapport is people like people like themselves and we have things in common and that's how we connect. So again, I have to have the two in in balance. I have to have love and connection and I have to be able to feel as if I'm significant in the world and freedom to express that significance too. I also have a need for learning and growth. It's like, that is why I didn't too, right? That's why we have curiosity. (laughs) That's probably why you're listening to this podcast on similar podcasts. You probably read a lot of books. You're excited to learn something new. If we're not learning and growing, we're just vegetating and dying. We also, as well as having learning and growth, have a need for contribution. To do something that is 
outside of ourselves to leave a legacy. We could contribute time, money, knowledge, um, effort, skills, lots of ways of contributing, but a way of leaving our little mark, leaving a little ding in the universe once you're gone. So I have all six needs. We all have all six. We all have to meet all six of those needs. They're not like, oh, that would be nice if, oh, it would be lovely if I met that need. It is you have to meet that need or you will die. (laughs) Now that sounds really dramatic, but that's how strongly they drive us. They're often referred to as your driving force for good reason. Now I can meet my need in a positive way. If I can't meet my need with positive behaviour, I still have to meet my need, right? Probably not using a positive behaviour. And those are the behaviours that we kind of notice around us. Now, we like to think that we're saying rational, logical human beings. We are absolutely not, right? Because these things drive us without conscious thought. You ever have those days where, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that, can't believe I did that. That's so not me. All that happened was you violated one of your own values and standards in order to meet a need. The need drives us beyond our values and standards. You will violate your own standards to meet your needs. So I love the saying uh, in my world of personal development, uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, that says people are not their behaviours. Yeah, people are not their behaviours. Their behaviour is an outward symptom of an unmet need. So love the person, change the behaviour. I also love this phrase that I came across through the neurostrategy work that I do. The moment that you judge someone, you lose the ability to influence them and appreciate their gifts. Yeah, did you get that? Let me say that again for you. Get a pen and paper, write it down. The moment that you judge someone, you lose the ability to influence them and appreciate their gifts. Just think about it, right? You, you know, like, you know yourself if you're being judged, you just like feel it, don't you? Just like, no, you just a little voice inside goes, hang on a minute, are they judging me? What the heck? How dare they judge me? You have no clue who I am and what I'm capable of. Don't judge me. I said, if that's what you think, <laughs> out of here right (laughs) you either if you can will leave physically to not feel judged or if you're not able to leave the room maybe you're in a meeting maybe you're in a a networking scenario maybe it's kids in the classroom right they will just shut down la 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 not getting in i am shut down not taking any notice of you now i don't know about you but certainly in the work that i do as a coach as a trainer as a consultant, as even just like as a (sighs) mum, I want to make sure that I can influence the people around me and appreciate their gifts. So if like me, you're in an environment where you're working with people, either young people or old people or business or family, then you want to make sure that you stay open to possibility being curious about what would make this amazing human being act in that way. What need are they trying to meet? Yes, what a great question. Did you write that one down as well? (laughs) What need are they trying to meet? Love the person, change the behaviour. Now the thing is, if we meet our needs at a very high level, I'm talking like eight, nine, ten out of ten, 
particularly if it's a behaviour that allows us to meet three or more of our needs at a very high level, then that becomes an addictive behaviour. Now, that could be a good addictive behaviour, right? It could be that I love to smile and I'm addicted to making podcasts and allowing people to have insight and helping people to feel better. That's a great addiction. (laughs) Or it could be... Uh, and not a good addictive behaviour, right? Any other types of behaviours. Now, sometimes we get caught up in negative behaviours that serve us at a very high level and we get stuck there, right? Negative behaviours are there for a good reason. Negative feelings and emotions are there for a good reason. You're meant to get the lesson, get the blessing, get on out. You're not meant to go there and live there. But sometimes people get stuck in those negative behaviours and patterns of emotion. Now, the thing is with our six human needs, if we overvalue a need and meet that need through a negative behaviour, the thing that we are trying most to get is the one thing that we most stand to lose if it negatively impacts the people around us or it negatively impacts our world. So for instance, feeling a bit down, I've had a bit of a bad time, happens to us all, right? We're all human, that's life. And when I'm feeling a bit down, people make a fuss of me. Yeah, they come and say, oh, I'm sorry that things are not going very well right now. And uh, let's go out for a cup of coffee. Let's go and cheer you up. Here's some flowers. And inside my little unconscious mind goes, they paid attention to me. I'm significant and they're connecting with me. And I love the variety of that. Thank you. And then I get better and it stops happening quite so much. And then another occasion happens when I'm down in the dumps, feeling a little bit low, and lo and behold, the same things happen again, right? People come around, I'm sorry you're feeling down in the dumps. Have you been to see the doctor? Why don't we go to the movies? Let's go out for a walk. And they pay attention to you and you feel special in that. Even if you don't feel good, you're connecting. You now starting to have certainty that people will show up. I have some variety because I don't know what they'll bring and what we'll do. And I'm significant because I'm the centre of attention. Now, sometimes that can happen a number of times. And unconsciously, without conscious awareness, the two get linked in our nervous system. When I feel down, I meet my needs at a high level. Now, sometimes then I go there and live there. Have you ever come across somebody who's like constantly down, constantly depressed, constantly negative? After a little while, like you've been there a few times over several months, over several years maybe, you've been there lots of times, you've offered solutions it's time you went to see the doctor. Why don't you get out a little bit more? Why don't you get some hobbies? Why don't you see um, aromatherapists? Like, why don't you go and watch some funny movies? You might have offered lots of advice and they did not take a single word of advice, right? Because inside them, unconsciously, I have to stress that this is not like a conscious thought, but unconsciously, why would they change when they're meeting all their needs at such a high level? It's an addictive behaviour. Have you ever had those people in your life where you just got fed up? It's like, you know what? I'm done. I've offered my advice. I've kept them company. I've tried to cheer them up. I've, you know, looked out ways that they might get better and they take no notice and it's getting me down now. Oh my gosh, it's draining on my energy. Yeah. And you go away. 
you know, engage with them anymore. So the very thing that they wanted most was the one thing that they lost. Now it's more painful to stay in the negative behaviour and there's more benefit to change. Hurrah, finally. Whereas before, well, it was too painful to move and it was much better to stay. So we have to shift that balance. So I say that so that you can recognise that in yourself and maybe the people around you. Because I can meet my need for certainty by having enough money in the bank, by having a security loan, by uh, having a reset routine in my day, in my uh, personal and private life. But if I can't meet my need for certainty in a positive way, then I still have to meet my need. That's when a leader becomes a dictator. You will do what I say, no questions asked. Roar than iron rod. That's when a manager becomes a micromanager. That's when being organised becomes being over-organised. And sometimes we label that as OCD. Maybe it's just they don't feel control in their world. I can meet my need for variety by having a job where I meet lots of people, do different things every day, go to different places. I could book a holiday to a place that I've never been to before. But if I can't meet my need for variety in a positive way, that's when the kid in the classroom will throw a bottle of water across the room just to see what happens next. (gasps) Who knows what will happen next? That exciting sense of anticipation, right? I'll create some variety. I can meet my need for love and connection by having lots of friends, having a significant other... I could uh, meet my need for love and connection with nature or with animals or be by being spiritual. I can meet my need by doing something really well and you pay attention to me and I have your presence and your attention. If I can't get your presence and your attention by being good though, oh, I'll throw a god almighty tantrum, scream a shout, swear, stab my feet, slam the door. Now I've got your attention. You ever see that happen? Not just with kids, <laughs> just meeting a need. I can meet my need for significance and freedom to be me by being the best at something, by getting some recognition for my achievement, by expressing my personality in some way. Maybe I'll write poetry, maybe I'll play music, maybe I'll dress really smartly or outrageously or colourfully. But if I don't feel significant in the world doing that, then I will become a bully. Yeah? I'll put you down so I feel better. I will use all the biggest words and jargon because you won't understand and I'll feel more intelligent. I will have outrageous tattoos and piercings and uh, hairstyles and all the rest of it. So I have all six needs. I have to meet them all. I will value one or two higher than all the others. I will have one top need or two that will always be my go-to. So I wonder what your top need is. How are you meeting each of your needs in your health, in your relationships, in your work, in your hobbies? Yeah. Think about how you're meeting them. Are you using a positive vehicle? Is it supporting you or is it behaviour that sabotages you? Let me wish you an amazing day. Go out and see if you can meet your needs using a different 
behavior or hobby or conversation and uh, just be curious about wonder what's going on for that amazing person why are they behaving that way so my name is tj dow this is the spark to your success i'd love to hear your thoughts please do comment on instagram at ignition.rocks tweet me at ignition 2017 or connect with me on facebook you'll find me tj dow T-W-E-J-A-Y, Dow, D-O-W-E, or Ignition YP. So wishing you the most fabulous, wonder-filled and amazing day. Bye for now. Talk to you next week. Bye.